Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, on a victory Sunday. New episode, though, uh, coming this year. Johnny and Blaine hopping on with me right after the Chiefs uh, win this afternoon in Arizona, 44-21 to over the Arizona Cardinals. Going to be doing this episode probably every week, I'd say, unless some unforeseen circumstances come up, but uh, glad to have the boys on with us today to talk about this awesome week one victory. Uh, Blaine, we'll start with you. Just some quick thoughts for the listeners on what you thought you saw today. Yeah, I smacked him in the mouth early. I mean, I like that you were able to get your run game. And Clyde, I mean, surprise, yeah. uh, looked a lot better than I thought he would there in the first two drives. That set the tone, and there's no looking back. I mean, Pat Mahomes is the best player in football, and the Chiefs looked really good. You can't come out and start a game much better than winning the first quarter, 14-0. to zero. That's exactly what the Chiefs did here. Um, Johnny, your thoughts? Yeah, good point on the running game. Um, it was – so fucked up because uh, the Steelers and the Bengals game went down to the wire in overtime. And here in Southwest Missouri, uh, we had to, we weren't in the Kansas city market. So we had to wait for that. So I actually missed the first two touchdowns of the chiefs. I saw the highlights and everything, but I didn't get to watch it live. So it was my absolute nightmare uh, watching AFC North football when my beloved chiefs were kicking ass in Arizona. But uh, the point remains that I and you guys have been echoing uh, the entire time on this podcast so the Kansas City Chiefs have the best player in all of football, and it's going to be an MVP campaign for Patrick Mahomes this year. Early injury to his left wrist doesn't fucking matter. You're going to have to put that put a bullet in Patrick's head to keep him off the field. Uh, 30 of 39, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and no Tyreek Hill. Chiefs aren't going to miss a beat, and that was a great start to the season. Before we get into the game, what does the national media do from here? <laughs> Because, I mean, it is clearly, like, you can't you can't continue the shtick week in and week out anymore. Like, it's just not comparable. They have to find the flavor of the week, right? That's what they do. They want the compelling story. The most compelling story is not Patrick Mahomes anymore because he's uh, he's been in the AFC Championship game at home four years in a row. So they have to conjure up his number one competition, Josh Allen. Well, what happens? Like every time that Josh Allen and I, I really like Josh Allen. The, the problem is, is that Patrick Mahomes is is just better. And Josh Allen had a great game on Thursday, uh, but he had 297 yards. Patrick had 360. He had three touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, like I said, Patrick five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Again, like the majority of the time, uh, you know, Josh Allen outrushed Patrick, but again, Patrick had a better game, and the Chiefs absolutely dominated. And what are they going to do? they better start singing the praises of, of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You know, I don't know what Bart Scott's going to say on TV. I mean, this is the guy who has been trashing the Chiefs all week because, I mean, he obviously needs money. He's blown all of his NFL money, and he's this is the same guy who was saying, you know, in cold games, you're supposed to take Viagra, and he's the same guy who's saying the Chiefs are going to miss the playoffs. Well, eat shit. <laughs> Here's what they're going to say. They're going to say that, Arizona, you know, without Chandler Jones is not as good as a pass rush. No J.J. Watt. Mahomes was sitting back there with no pressure, and he's going to see the Chargers next week, and we're going to really find out what these Chiefs are about. And that's what they're going to draw up. They're going to drum yeah. it out from the fucking dirt. And Pat Mahomes is going to go out there Thursday and show him why it's okay if he has pressure because he was great against the Blitz tonight. His first uh, 11 Blitzes of Arizona, 8 for 11, three touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and really to keep piggybacking on those stats, we knew that it was going to be a, a committee offense this this season. Um, obviously, no Tyreek. 
going to spread the ball around. I mean, listen to some of these numbers. Eight catches, six catches for Juju. Sorry, Travis Kelsey, eight. Juju, six. Marquez valdez like four. Clyde, three. Jared McKinnon, three. McColl, three. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over the field. It's out of the backfield. It's lined up in in the slot. It's lined up outside. Don't really know how much stock I'm going to put into Juju's thing. You know, I think that he fumbled there. He was having some issues. He fumbled out of bounds earlier in the first quarter yeah. that, like, kind of was like, wait, what's going on? And give the Washington defender credit. I forgot his name, but that was a hell of a punch out. I mean, I really would question, you know, who in the league could really hold on to that football because it was, like, the perfect punch. But don't love the attitude to the adversity there from Juju, but it'll be okay, I think. You guys got anything um, on the on spreading it around or – well, the body language on Juju was not what you want to see. Hopefully, they, you know they get that fixed. Juju's kind of a uh, he's kind of out there, right, with all the TikToks and the talking is ridiculous. But, anyways, uh, you rattled off all those receivers, Chandler, and it was an exact it was an exact embodiment of what we were thinking this offense was going to be. Nine different receivers caught a pass from Patrick today. Nine different guys. Uh, Clyde was the guy who ran the ball early. They mixed in McKinnon on passing and running downs. And then they finished the game with Pacheco. I know the game was out of hand at that point, but Pacheco was a nice change of pace, hard runner uh, later in the game when Clyde usually is a little weaker. And just a credit to the offensive line, too, for the way that they blocked. Uh, Trey Smith went down with an injury. Hopefully he gets back soon with a game on Thursday. You know, that's up in the air. But just an overall dominant offensive performance picked up right where they left off uh, in the preseason. Um, I thought the role that Marquez Valdez-Scantling yeah. played was really refreshing. Yeah, totally that's what totally different. Too. Totally different from Green Bay. Blaine, why don't you take it away? Go ahead. Yeah, no, it was just across the middle. I was worried about him coming into the year, but you get four targets, four catches for 44 yards, all on about 10-yard slants that were right in, the, right in the flow, right in the flow. I mean, it was perfect. And then uh, I, I really want to, you know, as much as we hate on McColl, I love that uh, being able to use his speed. I mean, he, he looked okay. He looked pretty good yeah, today. So he really did. needed that to happen. And then Sky Moore getting a little bit of love there. Um, Pat falling off his backside, throws it back, and Sky Moore puts his head down and gets about 15 extra yards. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that was a sick play by Mahomes, but even better for Sky to continue his run across the field because he kept going. Yes. Initially, yeah. it looked like he was going to kind of break it down on the middle, and then Pat rolled left, and as he was running towards the line of scrimmage, he freaking, you know, that little third, yeah. that three-quarter arm slot and, and right to Sky more. Great to see. Two things I want to say real quick um, about both those guys, Pacheco that Blaine mentioned, or excuse me, maybe Roe, whoever it was, mentioned in Sky Moore, <laughs> phenomenal in the special teams. Loved the way Pacheco returned kicks. Loved the way Sky Moore returned punts. Now, I will say I hated that one that bounced past Sky where he, you know, had to retrieve it. Good job of retrieving it, but come up and catch that football. I think that's things you learn. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm probably pissing down both legs if I'm a punt returner as a rookie in the NFL. So, if that's the worst thing you did all day, I'll take that to the bank. Yeah, I agree, Chandler. I mean, the special teams by the Chiefs today, and this is not me blowing smoke at you, Chandler, because you're a special teams player in college, but, like, it matters so much. And we saw it across the NFL in every game. Missed kicks, punt, yeah. bad punts. I mean, bad snaps. bad snaps. And Butker goes down on the kickoff with a 
really gruesome looking ankle injury. And what happens? The Chiefs have this athletic freak, Justin Reed, who can just come in. Yes, he missed an extra point, but goodness. I mean, everything else was so great. This is your starting safety. And then Butker comes back and just start, does a one-step run-up and bangs a 54-yarder and then multiple kicks after that. Just a credit to the coaching from Dave Tobe and the rest of the staff to get these guys ready. And it's, it's just next man up. So super excited there. I, I do want to say, too, I mean, I mean, guys, like we, we talk about him so much because he's so great. But, I mean, some of these throws from Pat are just ridiculous. I mean, just absurd. And I love, you know, we get this guy in the media availability and the guy who's on camera – of Patrick Mahomes kind of says the same thing is a very straight laced guy. And then he's on the field. This guy is a dog. The defensive line after Mahomes after his fourth touchdown was getting after him. And Mahomes is just looking at them just with bug eyes, just saying Mm -hmm. four, four touchdowns. And he got a fifth after that. And uh, my favorite throw of the entire day was actually that touchdown pass to Jody Fortson. It was basically a no look flick to the corner of the end zone. And what a weapon he is in the uh, in the red zone and Jody Fortson. So, but I mean, yeah. before we get to I mean, that's, I, I can talk about the offense all day. I know we, I do want to talk about the defense, but what else do you guys have on the offense? You, t- I just want to say my favorite pass of the day. I love that you said that that was yours. Mine was Kelsey, about forty five yards down the left left side. Pat just dropped it over the linebacker's shoulder and in between the safety. I mean, he had a, he had two inches there, and it hit perfect. I mean, that's just that that short two inch difference is all it takes for those two to be the greatest combo in the league. Okay, before we move on to the defense, I'll give my favorite pass of the day, and mine actually comes from two different passes, but the same style. You guys took the downfield shots or the touchdowns. I loved the way Patrick Mahomes checked the ball down to the running backs. That little float up out of the pocket. It gives them time to think about what they want to do. You know that if he's floated to you, Pat's good enough. He's not going to leave you out to dry. I think that helps a running back big time. Guys that aren't necessarily that used to running screen routes get a little, oh, my God, is somebody going to hit me as soon as I touch this type of deal? I think Pat, the way he gets his receivers to know that that's not going to happen is he floats that ball out there. I think he Mm -hmm. just floats it up over the defenders. The defenders can't get their hands on it. They have a clear vision of the ball. And they take it and run. Clyde had a hell of a gain on that. Jerry McKinnon got all the way down to the three-yard line with that, too. I mean, Johnny just messaged us, or Blaine, whichever one it was. Unreal ball placement by Pat all day. It was unbelievable. I mean, it's always on the money. And even with those short little throws, one little inch off, it can really change. You can get your running back turned around, whatever. Awesome, awesome, awesome to see today. Um, I would probably... If you look, went back and, and listened to our um, episodes throughout the summer, I'd say that our biggest question mark was going to be our secondary on defense. Boys, I mean, for week one, for an opponent that can get the ball around the yard, that can hit you quick, that likes to go up tempo, I was insanely pleased with our back the back half of our defense. Mm-hmm. I thought that there was, of course, things that they could have done better, maybe a couple missed tackles here and there. But overall, let's say for argument's sake, seven out of ten plays were made in the secondary. And if that's how it's going to be a good little progression every week, the sky's the limit for this team. You can tell the speed's better. You yep. can tell the athleticism is better. And before I turn it over, I, t- I texted this earlier in the day in our group chat. Nick Bolton, we've been raving about him. Looked so confident out there. 
looked like he'd got everybody lined up exactly where they needed to go, got the front set, and that's so big for a defense, especially a young one. Johnny, what do you think? I'm so glad you chose on me because I know Blaine and I want to talk about this defense. Nick Bolton had 10 total tackles, nine solo. Um, and, in fact, I think my favorite play that he had was in a goal – a goal to go scenario, I believe, or at least in the red zone for the Cardinals, Kyler rolls out to his left yes, and, Bol- and Bolton is charging and he just puts his hand straight up. Yeah. I mean, that's such a heads up play. This is a second year player. And I was, I was watching the game with Lucas Gant, uh, figured out podcast contributor and the chiefs got Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton in the second round of the draft two years ago. I mean, this is, these are two guys who are integral uh, to the future of this team. And, and Nick Bolton played so well. Um, he had a tackle for loss today, which is one of the great stats that he had last year. And he's the leader of this defense. Uh, with the game coming up on Thursday, I did see McDuffie and Jalen Watson went down. If there's one uh, detriment that's going to happen to this defense is that yeah. is the lack of depth. So hopefully they can get these guys ready to go on Thursday. But, you know, the Chargers are going to be, you know, they have to play in four days and go on the road, too. So it's going to be on both sides. Um, I definitely want to talk about Snead, but that's Blaine's guy. So I'm going to give that over. Yeah, I, I literally I don't want to overbound him, but he looked like a pro bowler today. He really did. He was yeah. everywhere. And and what I think this is because our safeties are finally more athletic than we've had in a long time that it allows Snead and Finn to be more physical, to be more them in that, you know, what Arizona wanted to do within that 10 to five yard range. They weren't able to do it today. And, and Fenton five tackles, Snead eight, a lot of pass breakups. Just, just they, they were getting out there around the ball every single play. Um, also, want to say Kyler is just small. Oh my god, yeah. he couldn't see anybody. There were some open receivers. I was telling Chandler this before we got on third and six. So like someone out in the flat that Kyler just missed. Didn't see yeah. it. He's going to watch the film, and Cliff is going to be pissed. Um, as Kyler will too. But good, good showing. But I, I'm worried about next week. I'll say that now. Oh, here we go with the W word. Yeah. <laughs> the W word. But well, one other thing about – I want to bring up another point too, Blaine. I love what you said about the safeties. Um, besides kicking, you heard nothing about Justin Reed today, and I actually think that is a great thing. Absolutely. Because had you heard a lot about him, I have a feeling it would have been in the negative sense. When a safety I feel like is mentioned, unless it's like a Jamal Adams or someone who's coming down into the box and like making plays in the backfield, which I don't believe is Justin Reed's game at all, you don't really want to hear about him. You don't want him really having to make tackles. That means that they're gashing you. You don't really want to have him like defending passes because that means that they're burning you. Justin Reed obviously just solidifies his back end. And like you said, Blaine, allows our corners to play a little bit more physical who might lack a little bit of that natural athleticism. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, Fenton, love him, but six-round draft pick for a reason. Like, he's not the most talented athletic corner, I would say. So great to see there. He's obviously a quiet leader on that team. I would say him and Nick Bolton, cerebral leaders. I think that's the difference in this Chiefs team. I think those guys just go out there and play well and know what to do, and it radiates down. I would really love to see the stats, and I was trying to pull it up, but I can't. But maybe we'll talk about it a little bit um, Wednesday. But just how many balls Kyler was able to throw downfield? Like he didn't even. I feel like there was never a chance. Yeah. Much at all. It, it was really dink and dunk heavy uh, football, and that's I guess a testament to the the safeties too. They ran. They dumped it down to the running back like a five yard little delayed hitch route over the middle, like. 
I don't know, probably a dozen times. I mean, half of – not half, but several of Kyler's passing yards were just dinking dumps, like you said. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I mean, you guys hit the stuff that I want to talk about there. I'm trying to think of other things that I, I wanted to point out on this defense. Uh, I, I thought George Karloftis had a good game today. Uh, he had a really good pass defense, a, a back down, right as they were talking about his water polo career, which was pretty <laughs> cool. I thought Chris Jones, I mean, oh, yeah. in the, on the stat sheet, Chris Jones only had uh, one tackle. Um, but active. he was ever, he was Dang. active and he was everywhere, forced to fumble, uh, which was just insane. And uh, just uh, really pleased overall with the defensive effort today. Um, the Cardinals, if there's anything good about them, I mean, they're like an average team. I think none of us picked them for the playoffs, but if there's anything good about them, I mean, they're, they could be an explosive offense at times. And I thought the Chiefs really limited a lot of the explosive plays. So super pleased there. Carlos Dunlap was another guy who was active today. He had a sack, three total sacks for the defense on the day. And really for me, it's just about getting these guys healthy um, going forward. And then if you guys don't have anything, anything else about the defense, I would like to make a point about the offense. Yeah, Good. go for it, please. Put a rep. There was a stat that was said today um, on the broadcast uh, by Romo and Nance that it has been 33 years since a tight end uh, for the Cardinals has had 100 yards receiving. 33 years. Well, Travis Kelsey, again, 8 for 121 and 1. I mean, Travis Kelsey is just – you know, the, there's not that many guys that come through the league that, like, revolutionize a position. And Travis Kelsey, I mean, people will be like, oh, well, you know, George Kittle is a better blocker. Rob Gronkowski has more touchdowns. Travis Kelsey's ability to, to change the tight end position is absolutely remarkable. It's the reason that, like, the Darren Wallers exist these days and the Mark Andrews is because Travis Kelsey has revolutionized the position. Again, eight for one, 21 and one. And Patrick and him are always on the same page. He gave, Travis Kelsey, he gave Isaiah Simmons, a first-round pick, an Olathe, Kansas kid that worked today. It was a tough day for Isaiah Simmons, and that's just yeah. a bad matchup for him. So, I mean, going forward, uh, I just uh, – this offense is, like, so fun to watch. Yes, the deep the, – the bombs to Tyreek were so fun. And, and, and I'm going to miss Tyreek. He had a good game today for Miami. But the way this offense is operating right now is just so efficient that it's like – I don't know, man. Like, there's just there is no other form of entertainment that is that that matches the level of elite football, and the Chiefs are elite level football players, and it just it just pumps me up. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, well, boys, let's maybe give a really brief look ahead to the Chargers, and then we'll wrap this thing up because I think we really nailed it on both sides of the ball. I mean, this was a beatdown um, from the beginning. So we really don't need to waste much of our breath on it, I would say. Uh, Cardinals, also, I, I, I don't know what to, what to make of this. I think really – I don't think it's panic time in Arizona. I really don't. I think they kind of ran into a buzzsaw that everybody just kind of wasn't talking about, really. And Or if they were, they are talking to them in a negative way. Chargers win today. Um, they beat the Raiders um, in SoFi, I believe, correct? Yeah, so correct, the Chargers correct. will will be uh, heading heading east from LA to take on the Chiefs at Arrowhead this Thursday night. We know what the Chargers have: uh, Herbert, a lot of weapons, people high on Eckler. Offensive line, that right side we talked about earlier, is a little weaker. Uh, I think we're going to expose them over there. But um, uh, as I believe it's Rashawn Slater, unreal left tackle for the Chargers. Um, 
Blaine, you were watching most of the Chargers Raiders game. I feel like maybe give us a little something of what you saw today. I didn't see any. I didn't yeah. see a second of the game. I, I was pretty bought in. I had two screens just because I had a parlay going on uh, yeah. with it. But Bosa and Mac are at force. I mean, defense combined for six attacks versus the Raiders. Raiders didn't get any on Herbert. So that I mean, that's tough. Derwin James looked really good, and there was no J.C. Jackson out there. They made Carr look bad. So. I, I, that's something to watch is is how our offensive line. And that's a good point. And then on the other side of the football, um, just I think there are receivers everywhere. There was like four or five guys for the Chargers that that Herbert could go to all the time, and you didn't see that out of Arizona. And I'll be I'll be really curious to see how our secondary handles it. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Johnny. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute dogfight. Uh, something that works in the Chiefs' favor is that this game is going to be at home. I didn't yeah. catch much of that. I didn't catch much of that game either. I, I let me just tie all my thoughts in together to end the podcast. Okay, I was just talking about Travis Kelsey and that thirty-three year uh, Cardinals hundred yard note for no tight end. The, the last stat that I wanted to pull for that is that in that time span, in that thirty-three years, right? Like in the in the small window that Kelsey's been playing, he's had thirty. 100 yard games so like that's how great this player is okay moving on from that looking forward to this game I I think the Chiefs are going to need an unbelievable effort from Andrew Wiley on Thursday right I trust I trust Orlando Brown uh enough on the left side to handle whoever it is and you know that Mac and and Bosa are going to switch sides but this has to be a massive effort from Andrew Wiley and the rest of this line And, and we've seen him have success against Max Crosby albeit that was his teammate in college but Need a big game from from Andrew Wiley here. The 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 secondary that we have does not match up that great um, against the offensive weapons um, for the Chargers. However, I I actually like how our linebackers match up against Austin Eckler. Um, and that's something we haven't been able to say for Austin Eckler's entire career. Um, and so I think it's yeah. going to be an absolute back and forth slugfest for as much trouble as the Chargers' offense is predicted to give the Chiefs. Go back to last year, the Chiefs offense can take it to that Chargers defense. Yes, Derwin James is a good player to put on Travis Kelsey, but the Chiefs have taken it to the Chargers um, offensively. So I'm just, I'm really excited for the shootout that it's going to be. J.C. Jackson is somebody definitely to monitor. He was inactive today, as Blaine said, four days. Like, how healthy is he really going to be? That's a big, uh, big situation to monitor. So, um, I mean, this is going to be the first game on Amazon Prime's new broadcast. I mean, there's going to be – it's a night game at Arrowhead. What an atmosphere and and what a heavyweight bout this is this is going to be. And, and one thing, too, I'll say, too, about the Chargers. Like, yes, they have a really good offense, but what was the final score today? It was uh, – they scored 24 points against the Raiders' defense, which is – is that a very good defense? I don't think so. So, we'll see. Yeah, it's a really good point and a great way to end the podcast. Chiefs in an AFC West shootout on Thursday night in Arrowhead Stadium. I believe somebody on this podcast might be at the game. Am I correct about that? You might be looking at me. I'll be Blano. Blaine Wheeler will be in attendance, so maybe we can get a uh, we'll get a couple live uh, action reports from the stadium from resident correspondent Blaine Wheeler. Boys, this is fun. It's always more fun. I have a feeling when it's a victory Sunday. Um, this episode will start airing every uh after every Chiefs game. I uh, hope you guys like it, boys. I really appreciate it. Chiefs win 44 21, 1 0 on the season. Talk to you guys Wednesday, okay? Go, Chiefs! Chiefs!